Welcome to Locked on Cardinals, episode 122. Alex Clancy, Bo Brock here. Follow me on Twitter at Clancy's Corner. Follow Bo at Bob Rack. Follow the podcast at Locked on AZ Cards. Yesterday, we gave a little recap on the 2017 Los Seattle Seahawks uh, beat Cardinals. Uh, we talked the majority of the time about the last series play calling with three straight runs by David Johnson, setting up the Phil Dawson miss from 40-whatever yards that you know, Costa, I, I I try to block it out of my of my cerebellum here. Today, we were going to talk positively and negatively about Josh Rosen breaking down his first full start as an Arizona Cardinal. We'll talk about the press conference. He had some interesting things to say, and let's just start right off. I love this kid, and it's not because it's something new. It's not because the grass is always greener, uh, you know, regarding Sam Bradford, and the grass is dead. On, on his lawn, so any any grass would be greener. But Josh Rosen, just you could tell right from when the game started, this dude had he had the offense already learned. He was he was calling checks at the line. He was finding space for David Johnson, whether it be through blocking schemes and run passes and run plays, or or the screening or getting him out in the flat. It took them a little while to get David Johnson the ball in the pass game. I think he had two great. Uh, pass catches in the second half, but he only had one target for zero yards in the first half. Bo, tell me, how excited were you? Not So separate the the geeked out NFL fanboy that we both are and seeing a new quarterback. We're, we're lucky enough to be very, you know, one of the hundred people that were sitting in the press box seeing Josh Rosen play for the first time. Yeah, getting the opportunity to go out there and start. It's one of those things where, yeah, the results weren't – Maybe what it was when Baker Mayfield comes in and leads the Browns, you know, from a come from behind victory over the Jets on Thursday night football. It wasn't Sam Darnold coming out of the gates in week one and just bludgeoning the Detroit Lions. It wasn't Josh Allen going to Minneapolis and just crushing the Vikings in a surprise upset. It it wasn't that, but it was definite it was a definite spark. I mean, it, we we might have, you know, Stockholm syndrome you know, just covering <laughs> yeah. this team that yeah. we're just grading on a curve in a in a way. Yeah. But what I, it was more than encouraging to see Josh Rosen. It was encouraging leading up to the game and what he was saying in, in his in his uh, media availability early in the week and just kind of how he says, "I won't run a play unless I know everything there is to know about that play." You know, and he he's just not going to go be a guy that's going to go out there and just kind of wing it. But he he obviously possesses. More athletic ability than we originally thought, yeah. right? He's got a good arm. It seems like he can make all the throws outside of, you know, you know rookie accuracy issues. And um, you, you like what's going on between his ears. I mean, at, you know, listen to the press. He's like, clippings, you'd be like, man, is he overthinking it? Is he, is he somebody that's maybe going to be too hesitant to run certain plays, maybe when it calls for it? But, I, I mean, just watching him go out there and having the ability to get in the huddle – and and command that huddle from what we've heard from players and coaches is he absolutely does. I think that that's a presence that you really only get from maybe Baker Mayfield out of this rookie class. Yeah. And and we saw yesterday, you know, Baker Mayfield, ha- he had his growing pains. And I know Josh Rosen's going to have his growing pains, and he suffered some yesterday for the most part, but some of them weren't his fault. Five drops from his receivers. And they were big they drive were. stopping drops. They, they certainly were, and one of them actually came from number eleven. Yeah. And uh, it's it's going to be interesting. Usually, a guy like Fitz is going to gobble up those passes, and it's only going to help the offense 
continue to move the chains and build confidence in, in Josh Rosen. So it, it's just so encouraging. It's such a better brand of football to watch a young quarterback and, and kind of see his spurts of, of being exactly why you took him 10th overall in the first round. And then also you're going to have to take with that. Yeah, you take the lumps. He's a rookie. He's, yeah. a, rookie. He's yeah. a guy that, you know, he, he played at, at UCLA. He got injured a couple of times, so not not a huge amount of experience there. But uh, it, it's I, I believed him when he said this, and I thought it was great in this press conference yesterday. He's like, what would you learn? He's just like, I learned that I belong here. Yeah. You know, I'm paraphrasing, but it's pretty much what he said. I, I learned that I can play at this level, and uh, hopefully I think I showed I have a future in this league. And that's 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 huge. Yeah, I mean, all the my first memory of Josh Rosen, aside from him getting injured twice in one game against Arizona State a couple years back, was the four-touchdown in the fourth-quarter performance against Texas A&M where they came back from th- – they were down, I think, 35 points or close to it. They were on four or five scores, and he comes back and those four fourth-quarter touchdown passes and and – has a go-ahead touchdown score with 45 seconds left in the game, and they walk off and win. That, not every... We were talking about Russell Wilson yesterday having the 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 clutch gene. Josh Rosen, I mean, if you have that in your body, the ability to come back and do that, things like that... I know Texas A&M wasn't the best defense, but that's not the point. You take an inferior opponent or inferior team squad that, you, that you're quarterbacking for, and you come back in the fourth quarter of week one of a college of a college season. It's unbelievable. And we interviewed briefly DJ Humphreys last night, his left tackle in the in the in the locker room, and DJ was he's over the moon. He was the first guy that said during OTAs that Josh Rosen, man, we're listening to him. He belongs in that huddle. It's a different huddle with Josh Rosen in there. And he was smiling, talking about him after a loss yesterday. This kid's special. And when you have arguably the most important person on the offensive line saying that, the guy you're going to buy the biggest stake after a win saying that about you speaks volumes. It's just after a loss, getting a smile out of your left tackle talking about you is a huge, huge thing. You know, and and moving forward... It just shows that this could reinvigorate this whole franchise. Something that's been under like a burlap sack for the last three seasons. This could, this will invigorate the defense. Make might have Larry Fitzgerald want to come back for one more season. Through the first three weeks, Larry Fitzgerald was he he got his motorboat ready, you know, and he and he was ready to roll. And I'm not saying for him, just everybody knew that this was going to be his last year. If that is what the season was going to be like, and after yesterday, I'm not so sure. Yeah, Larry Fitzgerald with three catches, twenty-eight yards, couple drops. Yeah, could it, I mean it could have been four for sixty, and it and it could have. Who knows what would have happened if if the drives were extended? Right, and uh, I mean we're not bagging on Fitz, but yeah, it's it's an interesting question. It's maybe one for later in the season, and I think the way the Cardinals are going, despite the the Rosen conversation continuing and getting more intriguing as we go on. Yeah, I mean we can have some off-season conversations. You know, is Fitz somebody that's gonna that you're gonna move forward with, or I mean. Obviously, that cap number has to be a lot smaller. Yeah. But um, it, it's just looking at the numbers, 15 for 27, 180 yards. They had the touchdown. You know, early in the game, we thought he had his first career touchdown. A nice pass to Chad Williams. Williams, unfortunately, couldn't get that second foot down in the end zone. What does he do? He finds Chad Williams again. Solid, there, no questions that, you know, asked him, and that was a touchdown. Mm-hmm. So, he, he, one touchdown, no picks. He, he seemed like he didn't have too much pressure earlier in the game I thought that the Cardinals the for whatever reason they put up on their jumbotron that Josh Rosen was only getting about 2.7 seconds 
against the pass rush where Russell Wilson, they compared it against Russell Wilson. He was getting over three, which isn't a lot more. Right. But so he was, he was under fire, but to only get sacked once, that means he's getting rid of the football. He's going through his progressions quickly. He's making the right reads uh, because he's a guy that passed, as we said, on an adjusted rate close to 70%. Yeah. So, I mean, or he's bouncing out of the pocket and have the sure. ability to be, to be, mo- to be, uh, yeah, movable, which but, is which will help the offensive oh, line. Yeah. I yeah. mean, it, this is taking pressure off. The Cardinals haven't had a non-pocket passer. What Blaine Gabbert? Yeah, and, and but I mean, it, it, come on. I mean, that season was already like with Carson, Carson Palmer, Sam Bradford. That's tough for the offensive line to keep that halo around their quarterback. And, and it's interesting to bring up Blaine Gabbert, right? Because you look at Blaine Gabbert, and I, and I, for whatever reason, there was like a romance between Cardinals fans and, and Blaine Gabbert, and there certainly was from their flagship station. And you look at the stats, you look at the overall win-loss record as a quarterback, he was like something stupid, like 9-39 and 39 or mm-hmm. something. Like, just terrible. Yeah. He's just shown that he can't play. But he was a 10th overall pick in his own right coming out of uh, Missouri. So... What is it? Because you see it. You see the ability in in Blaine Gabbert, right? You see that he's got the size. He's got the arm strength. He's mm-hmm. got the ability to move the pocket, even in scramble a little bit. So what is it going to? That's going to separate Josh Rosen from becoming another Blaine Gabbert? Or what was it? You know, Sam Bradford. We saw number one overall. We saw all the ability, but everything we've kind of brought up that Josh Rosen just showed to us in one start showed me that. The guys in the huddle are buying into Josh Rosen that they weren't buying in from Sam Bradford. Sure. You know, the ability for Josh Rosen to move the pocket and, and despite facing a, a heavy pass rush from the Seahawks was something that you were never going to get from Bradford. But you could get it from a guy like Gabbert. So what was it? Why couldn't Gabbert figure it out? And it's, he never would go into a huddle, and everybody trusted that he was going to make the right play call and make the right read or even have the ability down so many scores in the fourth quarter to grit your teeth, keep taking shots, and then lead your team to a comeback. There's, yeah. there's just there's a difference between Rosen and those first round busts that we just mentioned. Yeah, and you can tell almost immediately. Yeah, I mean, well, I, I, listen, Christian Ponder had a little bit of success in Minnesota. Um, he had a little bit of success, and then the, he took him to the playoffs one year, and then got hurt. And Joe Webb ended up starting that game, and they ended up losing. But what we saw yesterday that separated him from, say, just Sam Bradford and even Blaine Gabbert, because the arm strength, we see Josh Rosen, he can he can huck it. Yeah. I mean, J.J. Nelson, he, he put a he put a ball on the nose, a 40-yard just dime that would have kept the Cardinals, that would have got the Cardinals within uh, the 10-yard line, which would have led to a score if J.J. Nelson had, you know, knew how to use his hands. That's what separates the first three weeks from yesterday was actually throwing the ball past 10 yards. I mean, Ricky Seals-Jones had two huge catches, one of which he had he had to show really good handsmanship on his own right because that was between two defenders and one of his own guys. So Josh Rosen, the ability to just get chunk plays is something we haven't seen since 2015 when Carson Palmer had a career year. So oh, it'll be interesting to see. Real quick, we need to talk about MyBookie. MyBookie.ag. You're going to get sick of me talking about it until you go and understand what I'm talking about. MyBookie.ag. Use the promo code Locked On. You get dollar for dollar up to a thousand bucks on your first deposit. Live in-game betting. So say you know you bet the over on the the Cubs and Brewers today, and you know it's zero zero going into the seventh. If you want to change it, you can go in-line betting, put another bet down, hedge your bet. Fantasy football. 
tonight, Tyreek Hill is going to go over or under 35 points. Hopefully, for Bo Brock, he goes under. Hopefully, for me, he goes over about 23 points. So, got that sweet spot. You can bet on that on mybookie.ag. You play, you win, you get paid. My bookie. Alex Clancy, Bo Brock here. Alex Clancy, follow me on Twitter at Clancy's Corner. Follow Bo at Bob Rack. You can follow the podcast at Locked on AZ Cards. Listen to us both on Fox Sports 910 Phoenix. We have 1 to 7 p.m. locked up. 1 to 4 with me on the Freaks and 4 to 7 with Bo on the Drive. It's the best local radio you're going to get in Arizona for sure. Hands down. And we don't have to cater to any of the sports teams of which we're on the payroll because we are not on the payroll of any sports teams here. So if you want the real information and, you know, we take phone calls, it's a beautiful thing. We do a lot of things better than the other station here. So Josh Rosen, you can maybe tell that Bo and I are a little bit perked up, a little bit more than we have been over the last couple of weeks because there's actually something to look forward to. There's positivity in the air. And with positivity of Josh Rosen's performance will yield better performances by everybody around him. And I know that sounds, that's not a Bill Nye the Science Guy statement, that's pretty obvious, but David Johnson had by far his best game over the last two seasons yesterday, and obviously last season. I just group in because it makes it sound better over the last two seasons. He just looked, he looked like David Johnson. Getting him in space is a beautiful thing. There is not much room between him and Todd Gurley. They're the same. Even though David Johnson's a couple years older, if you swap jerseys yesterday, you'd be like, oh, yeah, that's Todd Gurley being Todd Gurley. It's the same thing. David Johnson may be a better pass catcher than Todd Gurley, better route runner, because he has to be. They've had less talent than what Todd Gurley has over the last two seasons in, in Los Angeles. So give me some negatives yesterday, Bo. I mean, it was not all rainbows and butterflies. Again, they lost the game. There's things that Josh Rosen could have done better for sure. Uh, the, the drops didn't help. Missing Christian Kirk wide, wide open in the end zone didn't help. And there were a couple fade routes, and I thought about this yesterday because I talked about last week with Christian Kirk and Josh Rosen how it's paramount that they get on the same page almost immediately. You saw a couple fade routes to Christian Kirk that if that were the hundredth time that would have been thrown, they probably would have been touchdowns. But we're seeing from the ground up what Peyton Manning and Marvin Harrison went through, what Aaron Rodgers and Jordy Nelson went through. These things that these these all-time hookups, quarterback to wide receiver hookups, we're seeing the beginning of it. And I'm not saying that Christian Kirk and Josh Rosen will end up like the best of all time, but we're seeing the beginning of potentially something beautiful, which is something that sports fans want to see. Yeah, I mean, it's it's something you can kind of forecast a little bit if, if things continue to trend in the right direction, if Josh Rosen continues to get the right – uh, coaching, which I think he still needs to find. Whether or not McCoy lasts the entire season with the Arizona Cardinals remains to be seen. But you, when you look at all the young quarterbacks that have kind of taken the step their next year, Jared Goff, Carson Wentz, Mitchell Trubisky just tossed for six touchdowns yesterday. He showed he tapped in some of that potential that they envisioned when they drafted him number two overall. You see that these that trio of quarterbacks was paired with an innovative offensive play caller when it was it was Wentz he was going he had John Filippo as his quarterback coach and Frank Reich I know that he got a big made a big time blunder yesterday as the mm-hmm. Colts head coach but he earned himself a head coaching position we so have a quarterback guy in Doug Peterson too yeah Doug Peterson of course and you also have Jared Goff and Sean McVay working mm-hmm. hand in hand true it's a good point and then Matt Nagy in in Chicago is already paying off 
big dividends for Mitchell Trubisky. So we want to find that guy that Josh Rosen can kind of become best friends with and they can just kind of learn. Maybe not. They don't have to go to lunch together, but they have to have a great working relationship. I mean, we've seen it with with, uh, McDaniels and Tom Brady. I mean, you you just need to have that that relationship. And McCoy, as far as listening to him in in, in do his press conference and stuff, I, I I liked him, right? But as far as what we've seen, as far as play calling in game, it, it's not what you want, right? To move forward with. So I I still I think that that would be maybe the next step, right? You find that guy that uh, you can work hand in hand with with Rosen to kind of take that next next step. But you're right. There was uh there was a lull in the offense certainly in the third quarter they got shut out. That's when Seattle got back in the game. Mm-hmm. They scored 10 points in the third quarter. So, uh it, it's it's you're definitely you're not adverse to growing pains. That's going to happen, right? So, um I I just think that there was so many positive moments yesterday. Uh, that you can definitely see the future is bright for Rosen, and yeah. given the right opportunity, just as, but but more so than like what people were thinking about with Sam Bradford. I mean, he was he was damaged goods. Well, and it's funny you'd say that, and, and we can compare Mike McCoy's play calling. <laughs> it was so pigeonholed. It was like it's like we've moved from Tim Tebow, Mike McCoy, to Peyton Manning, Mike McCoy. I mean, that's what it is. Sam Bradford couldn't could uh, couldn't get the ball out. And, you know, past five yards, and now we're moving to, man, imagine having a play calling for Tim Tebow and he couldn't run. Like, imagine what, what you do there with Mike McCoy. At least they led the NFL in rushing when Tim Tebow was quarterback, him and Willis McGahee. But now you can open it up, and now I think, and I agree with you, Mike McCoy's been, you know, he's been a bugaboo for this team ever since ever since they signed him to the OC. But is there a chance that you can start fresh now? With Mike McCoy, with 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 different eyes, and take away the last take away the last drive of yesterday. Again, I don't think that that was the absolute worst call that they've made in the last in the first four weeks. Sure, and and I think a lot of that goes as far as the final drive offensively on Steve Wilkes. It ultimately comes down to the head coach. Uh, as far as you know, starting fresh with Mike McCoy, it, it's pretty crazy to think that you would fire a coordinator right. this early. You got to give him three. Right. I mean, sure. This is a brand new quarterback. You can open up the playbook. He can, you throw, the, throw the encyclopedia at him. This kid right. can run any play that you have in your rep because he can throw the ball down the field. He can check down. He can do everything and throw the intermediate passes. He can scramble out of the pocket. So this is what Mike McCoy has been waiting for. I wonder if he was ready for him to start week one. I mean, this is, this is what Mike McCoy has been waiting for. If they lose badly... You know, in the next four out of the next five weeks, see ya. They shouldn't. I mean, when you have San Francisco I'm, twice, it's without the, yeah, it's on the road. Um, it's it's completely possible they go on the road and win this game. I mean, the Chargers put up twenty nine points on the Niners. Their secondary is weak in San Francisco. C.J. Beathard played a lot better than a lot of people expected. But when you look at going into next week, isn't Rosen the best quarterback on the field next week? You would think so. I mean, don't. Don't mix up what I'm saying. I still think that Rosen has a long way to go, right? But as far as what we were able to just see yesterday is his makeup projects out to be an NFL starter and play mm-hmm. at a high level. So, um, you know, or, you know, maybe San Francisco puts out the perfect scheme against Rosen in, in the Cardinals offense. Who knows? And it, it's just completely tough sledding. It, it would be... It, it wouldn't it wouldn't shock me either way, but uh, I would love to see 
more Rosen, but it's it's also crazy to pay big money for new brand name clothes. Why do we buy kids' nice. clothes that they just outgrow in a few months? Wouldn't it be great if there was a place to discover awesome discounts, gently used clothes? There is. Swap.com, the world's largest online consignment and thrift store. Stop driving to store after store, sifting through racks. Easily sift through millions of clothes in seconds on Swap.com. With easy-to-use filters, find what you need. Over 14 million tons of textiles are wasted each year. Shopping secondhand at Swap.com helps prevent textile waste from polluting the environment, which is something you can feel good about when you're spending your hard-earned cash on some new gear. Swap.com, the world's largest online consignment and thrift store. With Swap.com, you can save up to 90% off the price of your favorite brands like Lululemon, Carter's, Nike, J. Crew, and Gap. Quality, high, hand-inspected items are added daily. If something doesn't fit, enjoy the hassle-free returns within 30 days. Special offers for our listeners, 35% off select items for your first order with the promo code Locked On. Plus, find new deals every day on Swap.com's homepage. Make sure you're checking out the Locked On Fantasy podcast on the Locked On Network. Get you hooked up, get you ready for this week's Thursday night game, and uh, hopefully go into week five uh, with a good head on your shoulders about who to start. Bye week's already upon us, so it's, it's key to listen to our fantasy Locked On broadcasters. Cam Newton's making a resurgence, man. I got him on one of my squads. Yeah, so do I. Yeah. I mean... Christian McCaffrey's allowed. So this is what happens. He gives the ball to Christian McCaffrey between the 20s or between the 10s, and then Cam scores the touchdowns. I mean, that's pretty much what it's been. Like Cam's, he, and it's genius by Ron Rivera to let him run. Just utilize it. He's not going to – he's been hobbled. He's going to get hit hard. There's going to be no calls for him, the Shaq-LeBron effect. It's, that's just what it's going right. to be. But it's good. Anyways, but yeah. isn't it interesting, though, first-year offensive coordinator from Carolina, Norv Turner, a guy that you thought that this game – had passed him, you know, driven past him as far as make, being an innovative play caller. And but he's it, getting Christian McCaffrey, as you mentioned, in space, letting him make plays on that running back position and then setting up Cam Newton. He's really utilizing the weapons that they have there in Carolina. We're not seeing that with McCoy, who's kind of a guy from a foregone era. Yeah, and I mean, Nor- yeah, North Turner's, I mean, him and Todd Haley, they'll always have jobs. Doesn't So anyways... Let's wrap up. Let's get back into the Valley of the Sun here. Josh Rosen, what grade would you give him after week one? And this is not on a curve. This is looking at a quarterback of a losing squad in week four. I'll give him a C plus to a B. Yeah, and is I think that that's about out? right. You know, but I mean, there were, there are a lot of things that you would have liked to see more from Rosen, but his supporting cast was disgusting yesterday yeah it wasn't good it wasn't good you get the fumble from david johnson yeah. you got the deep drops. in their zone even five, though they didn't get any drops. points off it five drops it's it, it, it that's you need to be better for a rookie quarterback yeah, you just I mean, have to be i'll give him a c plus i mean yeah. that's that's i was gonna say c plus it's or b minus giving him a b you he know? only threw for 150 yards yeah and so even wasn't, before that fourth quarter there wasn't a lot going on right so and they were just trying and you're right it was they were playing not to lose and david johnson i mean of his 150 yards there were 60 or 65 of them were on two plays. So he was dinging and dunking. He had, he had Christian Kirk going early. And I still, and this is not fantasy implication because I did play Christian Kirk one league. That's not what I'm talking about at all today. That That is paramount. What, what Obviously, if you're a rookie, you want to throw to another rookie that's talented. We saw Christian Kirk have, he has so much speed and they will build trust on, between each other. 
and yeah, I mean the the JJ Nelson drop and the Fitz drop. I mean that's seventy yards of passing right there. So or whatever, sixty yards of passing. So C plus, it's a win for Cardinals fans. It's a win for Cardinals the franchise, and we'll see if they go to Levi Stadium next week and get a W before they travel to the Great White North in Minnesota. And you know that's not a foregone loss. I mean that's not a loss for sure. Look what Buffalo did that and and that defense is not good. And that defense with with Xavier Rhodes being hobbled and Everson Griffin dealing with some personal personal mental issues, that might be a defense that the Cardinals can carve up. We have no idea what the future is going to hold. What I just hope is that the Cardinals aren't eliminated from playoff contention in week 9. You know? Cuz once eliminated from playoff contention, even though you know it's coming, you don't want it to happen right away. Yeah, you don't want to be the first team eliminated from playoff contention. No, I mean, and I, I know you're not talking about playoff elimination or contention as far as that the Cardinals have actually have a shot. I, right, but, but I, it's the actual team. hearing that that asterisk on the on the record on the standings where it's like eliminated from playoff contention. You don't want that. You don't want to be the first team. Look, in my mind, they're eliminated, dude. <laughs> it, they are. They are. But it gives them the nothing to lose approach. Where I, I honestly believe. Things that like happened on Sunday where they they didn't play aggressively and they went real conservative, they need to get rid of that. Yeah, I agree. It's just play play with a just a, a different confidence and, and just kind of go for teams' throats. I agree. Really, no, do I it. agree. And, and and you know you got a lot of potential playoff teams on the rest of your schedule, and it's gonna be rough to to get some W's, but you can ruin some se- some seasons for for these teams, and that's that's that'd be nice. <laughs> that would be a confidence builder. It was. It would. If you can if you can maybe ruin like the Packers, the Vikings, or the Falcons, or this you know, if the Seahawks are in the thick of things or the Rams, if you can take away a, a home playoff game from them, that's a win. Am I am I being completely irrational thinking that they can beat many teams now after what we saw yesterday? I think it just gives you beyond a puncher's chance, which I thought that they had they were basically fighting Mayweather every opponent. But mm-hmm. at this point now it's a little bit more even a little bit more even playing field, and it's not just going to be, all right, the Cardinals are going to go 0-16. That defense has given up 24 points or less in three or four weeks. I mean, that's a win, especially in this day and age. 24 points or less, and they are 0-3 in those games. I don't know. Tomorrow we will do crossover with the Locked On 49ers podcast. Talk to them about Jimmy G, C.J. Beathard, how they almost squeaked out a win against the Los Angeles Chargers and what they look forward to defensively regarding Josh Rosen. Alex Clancy, Bo Brock, check you tomorrow.